Wait, there was a coin flip and we didn't have like a half hour ESPN show uh-uh. about it? Uh-uh. Isn't that amazing? Wow. It like happened in the dark. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of Spurs. Hey folks, welcome back to the Unrestricted. Vex, RC the Bulldog, and Bob. What do you say, boys? Hey Bob. Howdy Jeffrey. Guys. Yeah, hey, uh, we got a lot to get through today. I got a little bit of golf, a lot of basketball. Um, y'all been watching the playoffs? Yes. Yeah, it's been good, man. Like, th- there's some great games going down. Better than average first round for an NBA playoff? I would say so, yeah. I mean, there's really only one series that's been a full-on dud, and that's Boston against uh, Atlanta. And that's just because Atlanta ain't real good. Yeah, in comparison to everybody else. Yeah, but you have, I mean, the Golden State-Sacramento series is like, Pretty awesome. It's must-see. Yeah. Like, if you like watching good basketball, you can't miss that series. It's been two awesome games. Sacramento has been awesome. They've had a great season. Like, it shouldn't be that big of a surprise that they're taking the champs, you know, down to nothing. But I think it's the way they've done it, where they've made Golden State look old, right? Well, yeah, but Golden State has looked bad on the road all season long. Fact. Fact. But they're not much on the road. They're literally 45 minutes from their houses. I mean, it's Sacramento to Golden State's not much. Yeah, they're sleeping at home. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I think you could tell they're old because in the past you'd say, okay, well, they'll turn it on in the playoffs. And now that that switch over to playoff mode, the, the button's a little rusty. It is, absolutely. Now, I'm not saying they can't push it when they get back to their to their home court. And this game I expect to, or this series I expect to go long. But, like, after two games, you got to hand it to the Sacramento Kings. And now you got Draymond Green suspended for game three, with, which I just think is, like, the biggest crock of shit that I have seen in an NBA game, like, maybe in my whole lifetime. That suspension is a lifetime achievement award, though. I get it, and it shouldn't be. Look, I, I realize who Draymond Green has been, a nut-punching dick. And it's very easy for all of us to just say, Oh, well, that's Draymond being Draymond, and he stomped the guy. He didn't stomp the guy. Let's start with that. He shouldn't have been kicked out of the game. You can start with that. Sabonis is the guy who should have gotten the technical foul and the flagrant and been kicked out of the game and possibly even been talked about with a suspension. Why do you think he grabs his ankle? He's an ankle biter. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the thing, and 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 everybody, I've posted this on social media, and I seem to be- Yeah, like, but you're still on MySpace, so no one <laughs> fucking sees it. Nobody seems to see <laughs> the replay the way I see the replay. I want to I make this, and like, I would love to go to our Facebook page that this show has. That we apparently told him this morning that we have. I didn't even know we had one. <laughs> I didn't know we had one. Yeah. Let's film, secret. let's film like a Zapruder <laughs> film style breakdown- of the Draymond Green Sabonis thing. No, I am I am with you on on that was not Draymond Green's fault entirely. Sabonis did grab and Sabonis did hold him down and the suspension is like I said a lifetime achievement award, but if you looked at what Draymond did after, that was all that dog is shit. the reason why. So there was a WWE component to the way that game was being played. Sabonis was flapping all over the place. He was goading the Golden State Warriors into fouls. And by the way, the Warriors did a terrible job 
of falling for it, and not just Draymond Green, everybody else did too. Just a couple minutes before the grab leg incident, the officials, Courtney Kirtland, had had whistled Draymond Green for a flagrant foul in the backcourt where he thought Draymond Green had taken Sabonis out with his hip behind the play. And on replay, he just didn't. He well, just didn't. Well, they sh- had it out for Green in that game, and Green allowed them the opportunity to do it. I get that, but if Draymond Green showed a little more remorse than the 85-year-old that killed the teenager driving on his property... Oh, boy. Good, good point. Now, I then think, he probably wouldn't have been suspended. I think yeah. Draymond loves it. He does, and he is an idiot for doing it. Like... This is the same guy who may have cost his team a championship five years ago by getting into it and getting suspended for a game six of the NBA Finals. Like, how has he not learned? I think he leans into it. He does. You, you said, how has he not learned? He doesn't want to learn. He doesn't. You're he right. likes that action, boss. But he about that action, boss. That's right. He got that action. <laughs> that was Marshawn Lynch, uh-huh. right? That was dope. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. Okay, Zapruder film-wise. Sabonis grabs Draymond's right leg. Yep. He also, and this is the part that nobody seems to zoom in on, he also rolls over onto the top of Draymond Green's left foot. So left, he, Draymond is trying to get free. He's kind of trying to jump off of his left foot to, like, get the hell out of there because he wants to run down floor. But he can't because his foot is stuck under Sabonis, who's holding it like a... Like a, like a child in infant pose. So now he's got to put his right foot down somewhere. And he's straight up Olympic diver springboards off of it. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> and, but you can see by the way he springs off of it, because that's a great description. You can see by the way he springs off of it. Like, he, yeah, he pushes off of the guy's chest. Yeah, he's running down floor. I did but, the same thing. But to say he stomped on it is not accurate. If you stomp on it, you can't spring off of it, too. You would have to be going off the other foot, right? Right. It just doesn't make sense. I think it's a terrible ruling by the NBA. Could it cost the Warriors this series? Absolutely. You're looking at it, aren't you, Bob? I am. Look at Draymond Green's left foot. I, I, it's I see underneath it. Sabonis. There is more evidence for the th- for the gunman on the grassy knoll, then Sabonis actually rolled fully over on his foot. There is a little bit of hip-to-foot contact that I think leads a little bit to your conclusion. And there is a little bit more of on the rolling over. There's also a rolling over as he's holding on to the foot that, that does the stomping. See? Just right See? The right. So what's ca- Draymond supposed to do? The right call there is tech, tech them both. Yes. Play on. I totally agree. Tech them both and, and then, move But them pull them aside and say, hey, this isn't a fucking side show. And this isn't wrestling. Clean it up or you're not going to play next game. Do you know game. what it reminded me of? Exactly. Do you remember the playoff game many moons ago, 20-odd years ago, between Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone? And they were, like, running down the floor doing a bunch of WE shit to each when other? When they were actually doing WWE as a side revenue piece. Absolutely true. So they were selling a show this while selling a show. This whole period of the game reminded me of that. Yeah. And, like, it was incumbent on the officials to say, okay, guys. Stop. Knock off the WWE dramatic bullshit play and let's ball. play ball. Yeah. This did not warrant a suspension. It didn't warrant a flagrant. It just double tech. I'm with you. Double tech. And let's move on. Yeah. And if 
Draymond Green should have stopped. And you asked, what should he have done after he does the stomping? Run a little bit, stop, go back and go. Give your hand to the guy to lift him up. Hey, man, sorry. That's a boom-boom play. Sorry about that. Yeah. And instead, Which Sab- Draymond Green will Sabonis never yeah. rolls around. Like, well, he looked like a soccer player. Rolls around oh, yeah. like he's been shot oh. in the chest by a Mac-10. <laughs> and it's like, you are 260 pounds and seven foot one. There is he, no place for that in this game. He said this morning that he's getting a, a MRI on on uh, chest contusions. On my internal organs. Bullshit. Like, just spare me the bullshit. When's Get the next to game? Ball. Uh, tomorrow night. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, look. Charles where's Barkley. Th- where's Thompson been in this? Clay. He has not played well. He has not played well. So, the, there's a couple of sort of overarching uh, things going on in the playoffs. One of them is old guys not getting their shit done. Yeah. Clay Thompson is on that list. Draymond Green, forget about the suspension, just just the ball, is not getting it done. Chris Paul. Yeah. Not getting it done. Now, they won last night. Mm-hmm. They won last night, but it was not because Chris Paul did something great. I, I watched the first half, and I didn't. I didn't see him do anything because he's like he wasn't even playing that much. There is a th- there's a thing going on. There's a string out there that I'm seeing in this playoffs. He needs to retire. There's a string of old guys who are starting to piss off the younger guys on their team by being just overly mouthy and you know and not leader- backing it up. Yeah, leadership is one thing, but like. Really, you're going to call me out on every single defensive rotation, Chris Paul? How about make you, a basket? You start guarding somebody, dude, because yeah. he doesn't guard anymore, Chris Paul. Uh, people are sick of his shit, and like Phoenix has all the talent in the world to win an NBA championship. I don't think they're gonna, and it's going to be because of Chris Paul. People are sick of his shit, and they're sick of Draymond's shit, yeah. and they're sick of Clay's shit. Because Clay is one of those guys who's he talks calling a out a lot. Of he's shit. calling out his younger guys. Like, and if he's not making three points, just go away. He's not doing a whole lot. Not a, a nice lot. player. He's he's really not. And you see, on the other side, there's been an explosion for some younger stars. Yeah. That like maybe a dork like me, I knew they were really good, but the rest of the league, casual fans, I hadn't seen it. Like, did you know that to Aaron Fox? Was as nice as he is. As nice as he is. No. When he was drafted from Kentucky, I remember saying, I think he's going to be the best guard out of this class. And I was laughed out of the gym. Okay? What's gym? Well, (laughs) 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 in corner one, Reckley. But look, he is. He's the best guard from that class. Sorry to Lonzo Ball. His career has not worked out great. Um, Markel Fultz did not work out great. Uh, he's, He's the dude. Yeah, uh, Malik, here's another guy from the same team, Malik Monk. Stud, dude, he's nice. It took him a while to get his footing in the NBA, but those look, they were backcourt mates at Kentucky, which is pretty, pretty awesome to remember. Could uh, have been for more than a year. It was only one year, <laughs> and and look, they had a they, they played had a good ball year. six months together. They did. They had a good year, and now they're back together, and they're putting it on Golden State. Golden State looks old. Yeah, they look frustrated with each other, and they're getting. Nothing from their younger players. They have a couple of nice young players. Moody on the bench, Kaminga. They're getting nothing from those guys. And if they don't, they're losing this series. Mm-hmm. 
And then what happens? Do they break that team up? It, no, not exactly. I imagine they sell off their younger players. Well, Draymond needs to retire. The sad thing is he's the area where they need the most improvement. Right. Is that defensive stopper that can guard the rim. And he, he used, used to, to be, be the to... X factor. Yeah. He still is, but in a negative fashion. Yeah. He used to be able to guard the rim really well with verticality. And his he ability to, to, to upset people and get them off their game was a positive. Yeah, absolutely. He, he could drive somebody crazy, and then they're making turnovers, and they're playing stupid, and they're not thinking about what they should be thinking about. Yep. Now he's just kind of a sideshow. He is. And he side and Chris— Sideshow Bob. <laughs> that's you. Yeah. He yeah. and Chris Paul have, have something in common to me. They're uh, assholes. Well, there's, there's definitely that, because Chris Paul is a massive asshole. I mean, talk about top five players I would not want to play with. Like, even if it rec league, I just don't want that guy. Don't scream at me. For missing a defensive rotation, okay? I realize it, okay? You are not playing defense either, Chris Paul. So, but they have something in common, Draymond and Chris Paul, and that's this. Their bodies can no longer perform yeah. the way they used to. They both still have super high basketball IQs. Go coach. Exactly. Because, because your body can't do what your IQ is telling you it should and so when it reaches that point, man, it's over. Yeah. Like, honestly, would Phoenix be better right now with Booker and KD and the rest of their lineup and insert average NBA point guard? I mean, Trey Jones That's from the San Antonio guy. Spurs. Yeah, just right? facilitate. A facilitator. They would be better off, honest yeah. to goodness. Uh, no, Chris Paul is hurting his team. And is it going to surprise you if the Clippers wind up taking down the Suns? No. Because Kawhi is in full, like, Terminator mode. He's really good when he wants to be. He's in, he's in, he's back yeah. to, like, freakish, like, murderous Kawhi playoff mode. I mean, that series, he steals the ball from the Slim Reaper, goes down through traffic, and just jams it. Yeah. Or what about guarded well, pullback three swish? Yeah. Where was that in San Antonio, <laughs> you fucking dick? <laughs> He needed to fix his knee. Ugh. Yeah. Kawhi. Everybody who, who hates all of the uh, load management stuff, sorry, we've lost our case. Because look how good Kawhi has been in these first couple of games. And he sat out mm, not quite half the season, but, uh, you know, two fifths of the it. Season. Yeah. Uh, we're losing that case. We're talking about practice? <laughs> <laughs> Have you, have you, the injuries are probably the other thing that's okay, coming out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, Giannis is a question mark for tonight. I think he's going to go. What's hurt on a, him? Because he's a tough guy. He's back. back. Yeah. He's a tough dude. When you're that big, your back starts hurting. Yeah. Well, well he, 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 got, he hit his tailbone. He got undercut. Really, yeah. really bad. And, and the John Moran injury to his hand, like, that looks like it could be, you know, the end of the, se- the season for John. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, what's going to come of that, but, it was kind of the same play. It's these last-second slide-ins to draw charges. And you've already seen Mark Cuban and others have come out and said, well, we need to move the charge circle out a foot more. I'm not against that necessarily, but I don't think that that is really going to solve it all. What we have in basketball, and any high school or AAU coach that's listening will tell you this, everything changed all of a sudden like 20 years ago. 
where you can just jump in front of a guy at the very last second, get two feet down, get trucked, and now that's on the offensive player. Growing up, man, you needed to be established for, like, a count. Mm -hmm. And then if you took that hit, yeah, that's a charge. But, But sliding in at the very last second, that's not a charge. It's just not. I broke a kid's arm doing that once. See, I bet you would. That's the guy in pickup ball. No, it was it, it was a it was a organized twice okay. high school game. Good. I went in to set myself. He went over my my leg, my knee, which was kind of jutted out. Went down, broke his arm. Oh my god! Did you stick your knee out like Charlie Horse the guy? Not intentionally, but you did. But it that's <laughs> the way it ended up. Bob, <laughs> Bob, that is such chicken shit. He ended like, up being a friend. Like, you know, stuff like that is the stuff that, like, breaks basketball code. Like, you can be out there playing ball at wherever your rec league is. If you step in at the last second the way those guys did against Morant and against Giannis, if you do that in a pickup game and you get under the guy and flip him onto his upper body, man, <laughs> be ready to fight because that's chicken shit, and everybody knows it. And somehow the NBA and the rest of basketball has allowed it to keep going on. And now you watch high school basketball. like They do it all the time. It's constant, it's man. Stupid. I feel like the kids pick up the shittiest parts of the pro game. Yeah. It, it, and the coaches are latching on because they realize it's a way for them to get the ball back. Right? Oh, we can't block shots, right? Because we're not athletic enough. Jump in there. So we're just going to slide in at the last Take second. Take that late charge. Yeah. Or try and like, to. you know, T bone somebody. Well, and then you got to look. Worst case scenario, it's not on you, but you hurt their player. Yeah, exactly. And like, I just, I want it out of the game. Well, I just, I really do. And it was, it was, I think that this has improved, but who's the guy from Dallas? Pachaca, Pachuca, Pachaca. The guy that would always, our player would go up and he'd jump in. Jaja Pachulia, and that was Golden State. Okay, close enough. Nonetheless, what about him? When he hurt, was it Kawhi hurt? Yeah. Now, in retrospect, it's like, there you go. But But he he jumps, someone jumps up, shoots, and he's like right underneath them, so they roll their ankles when they land. And the NBA has changed that rule. Right. Now it's time to fix the late minute. The last instant slide in to try to draw a charge. I I can't stand watching it. It is dangerous. Yeah. And look, Richard, in high school where guys aren't six foot nine, six foot, uh, well, uh, Giannis is is seven feet tall and he's jumping, you know, 45 inches into the air. Like that's just a longer way to fall. If it were you or me, like it's fine, it's not that big a fall, <laughs> right? Like it's just not that bad. Weebles but, wobble, but they don't fall. Down. That's right. But when you're talking about Morant, who's like damn near fifty inches yeah. off the ground, he jumps and his his unit is on the backboard. <laughs> yes, that's just a terrifying way to fall. Yeah, and you're Something's gonna hurt, gonna break. You're gonna hurt your stars, yeah. right? And a guy like Jokic, a guy like Doncic. Guys who like don't get off the ground, they're earthbound. They're going to have longer careers, yeah. and it's less exciting to watch. But they're going to have longer careers because they're not putting themselves in that kind of jeopardy. Right. That's been a big thing with Jaws since the day he stepped in the league. For all of us who enjoy watching him play, it's like, dude, this guy's amazing. But like, he's going to get hurt. How long before he breaks a wrist? There's not and a it lot may of have sustainability. Just no, there's really not. All right. 
East and West, who's coming out? Who's playing in the final? Uh, it's too early for me to really know that. And as I mentioned last week, it's about as wide open. Still? Um, as, yeah, I really do think so. It's about as wide open as I can remember it being. Look, it, it'd be hard to say that anybody has looked more impressive than Boston, who's two up on Atlanta. Yeah. But Atlanta's a mess. You know, the, the, the Trey Young experiment in Atlanta is over, okay? They have figured out they just can't get through it with him. He's going to have to be traded. And, but I've said that for two years. He's not who you want as your franchise guy. And it doesn't work in the playoffs, particularly against Boston. It's a bad matchup for yeah. them. I mean, look, Trey Young goes high screen and roll, and he's, he's being guarded by Derek White who's a great defensive player, probably first or second team all defense. Then he gets switched, and it's Marcus Smart, last year's defensive player of the year. And if he gets switched again, he's being guarded by Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, who are like six foot nine, all arms and miles long. Like, that's a bad matchup for Atlanta. And Boston has looked good. Like, yeah, they're good. If you had to, if, if you put a gun to my head today, I'd say they're going to be the champs. Okay, I'm going to put a clock on you. You get two minutes and 50 seconds to finish this conversation about the NBA. Okay, interesting. I think I have a funny feeling why. Uh, and, then, and then in the West, look, Denver looked really good in game one. They looked really good. But it, it, I'm not going to do backflips over that. There's a lot of possibilities out in the West. Could Sacramento stay warm? What if, what if the Clippers and Kawhi keep going and get Paul George back? That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes, Denver looks good. Sure. If the Lakers should somehow gather some momentum by beating Memphis, and I think they are going to beat Memphis. Yeah. Uh, it, I, without jaw, without a healthy jaw, I just don't see they can't how Memphis can keep up. Um, it's just wide open over there. Yeah. So you're calling your shot. I think it's Denver, Boston. Denver, Boston. I think so. That's probably what the bookies say, too. Uh, yeah, maybe. Although I, Milwaukee may still be the betting favorite in the East. Maybe. Maybe. It depends on wh- how they're um, analyzing Giannis's injury. Got it. When, when are the ping pong balls coming out? Uh, a month from yesterday. Um, okay, not that you're counting. <laughs> you Go did ahead. see that the Spurs lost the coin flip to Houston, right? No! Yeah, so Houston is officially the second worst team. It's not a big deal, they don't have better odds to get Victor. Thirteen percent or fourteen percent? They stay at fourteen percent. All three teams. But what it does is it opens up a possibility that the Spurs could fall as far as seven instead of falling as far as six. Wait, there was a coin flip, and we didn't have like a half-hour ESPN show uh-uh, about it. Uh, uh-uh. isn't that amazing? Wow, it like happened in the dark. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Spurs, there's some Spurs who are out there making look. DeRozan in the playoff game looked awesome. Sure did. I was really happy for him. His daughter's a star. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Defensive Uh, juggernaut. uh, DeJounte Murray has been good for the Hawks. The Hawks have been bad, but he has been good. And obviously Kawhi Leonard and Derek White. Derek White has been awesome for Boston. Just awesome. Yeah. I know. I know know that doesn't make you happy or nothing. But it's yeah. like watching Longhorn players go into the league and flourish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After they're done with a mediocre career at UT. Where was that? Yeah, where was that at, in Austin? Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing with, with the Spurs is, of course, the 
com county commissioners have signed off on them playing a few more games outside of San Antonio, oh, that's which funny. everybody gets nervous and shaky about. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think that's just exactly the way the Spurs should be growing their brand. Your 250 is up. Why 250? That's how long it takes Cantley to hit a punch shot out of the stupid brush. Boy, that was a serious, serious contemplation on a segue. I know. Bob, fucking A. Is anybody else as sick of Patrick Cantley and his crap on the PGA Tour as I am? Other than, I guess, Brooks Kepka. He's pretty pissed off about it. This is two weeks in a row, man. Like, the Masters final round, there was some stat I saw that Rom and Kepka spent 92 minutes sitting on tee boxes. Yeah. Sitting on tee boxes. Kepka said that Rom, they were comfortable. Rom went to the restroom seven times during his round. Yeah, and it's just to do something. Yeah, just to fart. Yeah. And, and check his DMs. <laughs> yes. He, and you know maybe who they he were, was smoking in you there. You know who they're playing behind? Patrick Cantlay. Can't play fast, I can tell you that. Now, is he the worst, the most aggressive on the tour? But there's more, right? There's other guys who are his equal. But I would tell you, having watched him live, like in person, he's the worst I have ever seen, other than maybe Jim Furyk, who was just the most brutal watch. And Furyk had a great career, and it, he's a Hall of Famer and all of that shit. But watching him play live is... One of the worst things you can ever do. We, we, we have sources in the PGA Tour that say that's, that's his tactic. He bores the other players to playing badly. Yeah, man. Well, it's like the, a tennis player that's a pusher. No real power, just kind of ekes it across the net, and you get tired. Yeah, and, and you're you just make sick a mistake. of it. You yeah. get pissed, and you make a mistake. Look, Cantlay at, at the Masters, he said that the people ahead of him were slow. Is that possible? Yes, of course it is. Um but then this past weekend at the RBC, um, at Hilton Head, he was in the final group with Fitz, Fitzpatrick and Spieth. And it was extremely exciting in the last two or three holes to see Spieth versus Fitzpatrick, because Cantlay was a couple back, not necessarily part of the story. And you'd see a shot by Spieth, and then you'd have to wait six minutes to see a shot by Fitzpatrick. Or vice versa, because, oh, yeah, Patrick Cantlay is stuffed in between them, hitting a tee shot on 17, which is about an eight iron, okay? It's not the most complicated shot on the planet Earth. Like, just kind of pull the club and swing, man. And you got to wait five minutes between shots, and then they go to the 18th green, and Fitzpatrick and uh, uh, Spieth, who are tied, both have eh, reasonably makeable birdie putts. And you get one shot... And then you got to wait four minutes before the other guy gets his shot because Cantlay is sandwiched in between the two shots. It ruins the viewership. There was some guy who posted a video of Cantlay's punch shot. He's like on the mulch. He's just punching out, Richard. Like, that doesn't take a long time. It was almost, what? how long was it? Two minutes, 50 seconds. I'm sorry, man. You got to play faster than that. It's unacceptable. All right, what's your fix? Because I got a fix. Well, maybe yours first, then. Okay, every tournament, he plays last and by himself. <laughs> <laughs> you just dropped your coffee, uh, coffee all over came your out. dick. Coffee came out. Oh, God, that's warm. I think that'll fix him. 
I bet it would. You were teeing off at 3.09 p.m. And you're playing with absolutely fucking nobody. <laughs> Have a good round. If he were the only guy who was as guilty of this, then I would like rather agree with okay, you. Okay, all right. Let, that sounds a little childish. Let's let him play with the two other slowest players in the tournament because you have the data. Yeah. Y'all are last. Go kick ass. The Let's see how many people are going to watch y'all if they want to die on the course while you're playing. <laughs> I mean, it's the while we're young thing with him. Today, Junior. Yeah, it is an absolutely brutal watch okay and, and i'm sure it's even worse if you're playing in his group right i mean pat uh, uh fitzpatrick plays fast yeah and one of the things that he said is i try to do all of my pre-shot routine while, while walking the, to the ball and while the other guys are preparing hitting their shots right well that's what every golfer on the planet who gives a damn about slow play at your club or mine that's what we're all doing i'm reading my putt while you're hitting yours, right? That's how you play faster. Let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. Is there a recommended shot clock in the PGA and LPGA? I think it's 45 seconds. 40 seconds, generally recommended. Yeah. But not, they don't enforce not enforced it. it. Right. So, okay, you want to hear my stupid this is, tell me it has a bullhorn. No, but I would love that. <laughs> Have you ever watched Speed Chess? Uh, I know not what exactly. it is, okay. but I'm not looking for it. You've it's, seen a movie or two based on right, it, right? Right, right, Is Fresh. that the one where they play chess in between fighting and the ring? No, what's that? I think it's boxing chess. Or oh, chess that sounds boxing. terrible. <laughs> but the basic idea of speed chess is that, especially early in the game, you're playing your moves as fast as you can because they're easier moves. You're stopping the clock because you're allotted a certain amount of time over the course of the game. So you play the easier moves as fast as you can, so that later in the game, when the moves are more complex, you can give yourself a more chance times. to have more time. Not all golf shots are created equal. I get that. You got a 60-footer over two ridges and then down a third. That's a much harder putt than the three than the three-footer, three-foot tap in, right? Yeah. Like it just is. It's gonna require more time. Like, Since when was a three-footer tap-in for you? I've well, played with you. It's not, but for the, <laughs> for, the, for the pros, it you know, okay, we'll call it two-foot, okay? If you Fair need enough. to, if you lag your first putt up and you're a PGA Tour professional to two feet and you mark it and step away and let the next guy go, unless you're standing in somebody's line, I'm sorry, dude, step up, mark that ball, clean it if you need to, put the line down, Finish. Here's the one Get thing. Get it I, done. Here's the one thing I don't understand about this problem of slow play being a problem. Cantley says the average round time hasn't changed. There is no statistic or metric around other than anecdotally shit this looks long to prove him differently. Why don't we have a chess clock that tracks a player's whenever they're quote unquote on the clock before they hit their shot? It runs down. And we do some sort of chess clock thing where you have 60 minutes to play your round, whatever. I love it. But why Why don't we have this metric? I don't know. But I do know this. They took five hours and 50 minutes to go around Hilton Head in a threesome in the final, final group last week. That golf course is short. The tee boxes are right next to the greens. It might be the easiest walk you've ever, you've ever seen of any. It's like, it's like playing Brack, bro. I mean, it's a little longer, but. 
basically the same idea. There are no long walks. There's no reason that golf course should play, even for a professional with all the money on the line. There's no way that golf course should take over five hours. And we've had no PG, and we've had PGA Tour events this year who have struggled to finish their first and second rounds with no weather delay. That's right. That's the problem. Yeah, that's where that's that's the your analytics. There's your metric. Yeah. yeah. If you can't get your damn rounds in in a day's time, then players are playing too slow. Can't we say, well, they can't just pin it on me. They can't. He's right. There's more. There are more culprits than just him. But he is the most egregious, and he's also the best of the slow players. Score-wise. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, where he is. World, world ranking. ranking. Yeah, he is. I think we should trade him <laughs> to, to live. the live tour. Yes. Oh my God! In in for break, anyone in breaking news, this article published January fourteenth, twenty twenty, PGA Tour announced a new slow play policy that will go into effect at the Heritage this week after the Masters. Really? So it was that supposed twenty 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 twenty. That was two years ago, and it was supposed to That's happen three, three years ago. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> close enough again. Apparently, there's a list. <laughs> Let me see. The, who's on the list? Dudes or they, what? No, they, they were proposing an observation list of the ten worst egregiously slow players. Rory, right. Sa- Rory Sabatini. It it doesn't say no, who not it Ro- is. Not Rory Sabatini. He's the one who gets frustrated when somebody else plays slow. Um, yeah. I, I bet there's a list. I mean, the the shot clock or the pitch clock in baseball has almost single handedly saved baseball. Yeah, it seems like it's working, man. So let's do the same thing for golf. I don't see why not. So, I, look, the speed chess thing, I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. How hard would it be to have a timekeeper go with each group from the first tee on and literally hit the little clock when the player arrives at the ball and turn it off after they've hit the shot? That's not that hard. Doesn't every group already have a rules official that goes with them? Nah, not exactly. They, I mean, yes, they have a... They have like an escort, so to speak. Uh, How good does she look? <laughs> but it's just not that. I don't think it would be that hard to instill a clock. And by the way, if you can play your tee shot in 25 seconds and your ball's up against a tree and you need a ruling, right? You, you got to call over a rules official. And okay, I understand that shot probably takes four minutes. But you earned yourself a little something, something because you hit your tee shot in twenty five seconds. Or, or in those instances, you just pause the clock. All right, how do you how do you enforce when they're coming up on their time? Because you can't be like, all right, that's it, hit it right fucking now. Oh, I think you start hitting these guys in the wallet hard. I think you start hitting them with strokes. Well, so strokes, strokes, strokes is an eventuality, but that's not where I would start because that can impact who wins and loses the tournament. And I, I don't much love that right out of the gate. But well, what are s- they playing for? But if you start hitting them with... They're playing for money, right? Yeah. If you start hitting them with $100,000 fines, $200,000 fines, I think that stuff starts to add up. They don't, they're not going to love that. I mean, that is the difference between finishing, let's just say, 11th in a tournament and 13th in a tournament, right? Yeah. And I think that that's a great way to do it. I mean, again... Not all shots are created equal. Some of them need rulings. That's another thing that could help, Bob. Do you know how often I watch the PGA Tour and players have a a very obvious ruling? Ball on the card path. 
ball next to the cart path. My stance is on the cart path. These are rules that guys like me and Richard, casual players, have to use all the time. And you know what? We know exactly how to proceed. And I'll be damned if every single time a pro has a simple ruling, they call over a rules official. And some Ian Baker Finch always says, you know, smart by that player to bring over the rules official just to make sure that he's doing everything right. No, it's not. It's your profession. Know the rules. Execute the rules. Well, you don't need a rules official on every damn cart path ruling or or unplayable lie. You know the rules. Your your fellow playing partners know the rules. Call them over and get it right. Well, do do it like we do in the NFL. You only get four rule official ruling things around. I thought about that. I think I that's too many. I thought about one that. aside. Yeah. I thought about that, but there are weird rounds, man, where you just keep coming up with like, oh, I'm on the cart path. Then pay for them. Okay. Pay for them. And and I love your idea of it hitting them in the pocketbook. And here's where the PGA should show themselves to be the bigger man. Match those fines and give it to a good charity. Take those fines, match them on the PGA. You have enough money and give them to a good charity. I'm sure everybody would be happy about that. I know Brooks Kepka would be. Because that guy was about to blow a fucking top after the Masters. And look, I can't, I'm not a Kepka guy, but well, I can't blame him. You can't get into a round of golf if you're sitting and waiting eight minutes on every box. Right. I'll tell you, he represented himself pretty well at the Masters. He did. Uh, because after I watched the show on Netflix, I was like, this guy's a grade-A douche. Yeah, I thought so, too. From everything that he's doing, his choice of ladies to how he <laughs> operates. Uh, but he, he, he represented himself pretty well. And I thought Phil represented him, himself really well at, at, in Augusta, too. Wearing, all the, all wearing the, his old, old own yeah. swag for his team. <laughs> all, yeah. the, all the live golfers represented themselves well. They kind of did. I got to give him that much credit. I got to give him that much credit. Well, the Saudis called him up and said, Behave nice. You think so? Or we cut off hand. <laughs> that was I got, a Russian. I got to cut off the show. <laughs> yeah. You guys have appointments to go to. Something like that. Um, We'll be back next week with more, I'm sure, with this. I mean, the NBA playoffs are going to get weird. This is going to be a very, very, very good postseason, and I'm looking forward to it. Love it. All right, y'all be good. Happy Fiesta. Thank you, man. You too. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move.